Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and Jerry's here, too, standing in for Dave, and that makes The Short Stuff okay. Mm, uh, thanks to Dave Ruse and HowStuffWorks.com and Grammarly for this, uh, because we're talking about okay, uh, which some people say is one of the uh, most versatile and one of the greatest words in the English language. Yeah. And I don't disagree. I don't either. I say like more, but I think okay is probably second in my vocabulary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Grammarly will tell you that uh, okay can be used in myriad ways, and it's a very versatile word. It can be used as an uh, adjective. Oh, that's um, like, okay. Yeah, that's just okay. Like, how was it? Eh, okay. Right, exactly. Uh, it can be an interjection. Okay. Okay, let's talk. Or uh, someone's talking too much. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, it can be used in the verb sense. Like, give me an example. Uh, that guy's really okaying that boat all over the lake. <laughs> okay. That's not that's not right. Uh, more like uh, it's being okayed as we speak. Oh, good. Yes. Thank you. All right. Uh, or it can be used in, uh, in the noun sense. You want to try that one? Um, I'm having an okay for breakfast. Nope. Uh, we got the okay. It's all good. Ugh. I know. So boring. Okay. No, it's not boring. I'm just disgusted <laughs> with myself. So very versatile word. And the origin of okay, uh, I don't even think we should go over all the kind of dumb ideas people have had because we're pretty sure we know where it came from, right? Mm, okay. Um, See? So, okay. yeah, we know where it came from almost certainly. Thanks to an etymologist named Alan Walker Reed, who at some point apparently put down his insects in his lab and started researching word origins. I don't know why. But Reed uh, was working back in the 1960s, and he um, essentially, through really hardcore, old-timey pre-internet research, yeah. traced back the origin of OK, the letter O and the letter K, and the meaning of it as we understand it. And it's got one heck of a rump-slapping origin, if you ask me. Yeah, he also had a newsletter called Stuff You Should Know that ran for 15 years, but he only put out four topics <laughs> because it took him so long. Yeah, took a while. But this is the right. 60s even. That joke was not okay. It was okay. It was okay. Uh, so what he found out is the following. Uh, in the early 19th century, when printing was uh, sort of a new sort of um, – not new, but it was uh, ch cheaper to do than it had been previously, and there was an explosion of printing. Yeah. And one of the things that people started putting out were uh, something on the penny press, like these um, sort of rags that were had a little bit of news to them, but also some opinion stuff, some jokes. Uh, this is what's trending. This is a, a little witty 
poem, you know, just little things like that. Um, Dave kind of r- uh, likens it to the Internet of the 1830s. And there was a lot of back and forth about this stuff through the editors of these penny papers. I guess they would uh, they would sort of respond to one another mm-hmm. through their own penny papers. Yeah, they would trash talk one another, kind of like how our, our old um, stale rivalry with John Strickland. Oh, gosh. Kind of like that, right? Uh-huh. So there was that that um trash talking or that um joking in joking back and forth between editors of these penny papers coincided with a trend that Reed called a craze um in starting in the summer of 1838. That's how good this guy's research was. He pinned it down to that. Starting yeah. in Boston that people started using abbreviations for everything. It was like they thought that was so hilarious in 1830s Boston. Yeah, which is funny. Like you think you might think now is uh, so over abbreviated, like this point in time with texting and the internet with LOLs. And uh, like, I don't even know what half of them mean, I feel like. And LOL uh, means lots of love. <laughs> lots of love. Okay. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But the craze started back then. And here's just a few examples that, uh, that Dave dug up. Um, let me see. D-L-E-C, uh, do let them come. Or G-T-D-H-D, give the devil his due. Stuff like that. Or W-Y-G, will you go? Oh, will you go? Yes. And so this started thanks to Charles Gordon Green, editor of Boston's Morning Post back in 1838. And by the following year, this uh, initial language is what they called it. It spread from Boston all the way to New York and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a jam. It was a craze. And people were writing about it. People were using it. So you have part one of where OK came from. You have an abbreviation craze that is being spreading like wildfire thanks to the penny papers that you can find in any major city in the U.S. now. That's right. And we're going to take a break and we'll tell you about another craze that also coincided that made OK OK right after this. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All 
I ask for and payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. All 12 episodes of The Passage are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, now, when you're on the road, driving in your truck, why not learn a thing or two from Josh and Chuck? It's Stuff You Should Know. Stuff You Should Know. All right. All right. So several things align here to to make OK stick. Uh, We talked about the abbreviation craze, but no one is going around saying GTDHD, give the devil his due. Most of these fell by the wayside over time. Uh, OK did not uh, because OK also coincided with another weird trend, which was purposefully misspelling things. Uh, It was just funny, I guess. I don't know if it was like a bit where you were trying to appear like you were just a big dummy or what, but it became a thing where people would write, uh, and especially in these these penny penny press uh, papers, they would misspell things. They would write an opinion piece or like a letter, and it's things were purposely misspelled, and people thought it was hysterical. Yeah. And so you got things like uh, all of a sudden you had abbreviations that were based on misspellings, like uh, KG for no-go, which would be obviously N-O-G-O instead of K-N-O-W, go. But they would still say KG, and people just rolled with laughter. Yeah, no K-N-O-W stood in for no N-O a lot. So no-go, no-use was actually K-Y. They spelled use with a Y at the beginning. And you know what's funny is quite a few times over the years, people have emailed us and and done S-Y-S-N by accident. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of kind of right aligned with this, you know? Yeah, some people also do S-U-S-K. Oh, yeah, I've seen that too. Which makes sense. Took me years to figure that one out. I always thought it was fat-fingered or something. (laughs) But as far as our um, episode is concerned, when O-W came along, the origins of O-K started to blossom now started to sprout from the ground like a seedling with just one leaf attached that's right because ow uh stood for all right all being spelled o-l-l because and right being spelled w-r-i-g-h-t because misspelling things was hysterical hilarious right so So are you following this people it's a little confusing i think again they thought this was witty and it was a huge trend And finally, in 1839, March 21st, hats off to Alan Walker-Reed again, for real. Pinpointed it. Um, There was another etymologist that said he, Reed must have spent hundreds of hours digging through tons and tons of physical newspapers, journals, private letters, and other documents. What that man did was absolutely astounding. And that guy, Anatoly Lieberman, the linguist and translator um, from the University of Minnesota, was absolutely right. And what Reed did, he found the day when OK was born. Yeah, the very day, uh, because there was some trash talking going on. Uh, The aforementioned editor of the Morning Post, Charles Gordon Green, was trash talking with the Providence Journal Rhode Island editor. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there was something about the, uh, there was a a satirical 
um, citizens group called the Anti-Bell Ringing Society in Boston, the ABRS. Mm -hmm. Green was a member. Uh, The editor of the um, Providence, Rhode Island Journal was making fun of Green, and they were kind of going back and forth. And what happens at the end of this exchange? Uh, Green says, all correct, but he spelled it O-K, as in O-L-L-K-O-R-R-E-C-T. He abbreviated, purposely misspelled, and gave birth to O-K. That's right. So uh, this, in this case, it was uh, lowercase with periods, uh, little o dot, little k dot. Uh, and this might have actually gone away again as well, even though it started being used a little bit in these uh, penny rags. Mm-hmm. Uh, but along comes another coincidence with uh, Martin Van Buren, the eighth president of the United States, uh, was running for re-election, I believe. Uh, he was from the small town of Kinderhook, New York. And like Andrew Jackson and Old Hickory, he took on the nickname Old Kinderhook. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Well, that became his campaign slogan. OK is OK. Old Kinderhook is OK. And by this time, this is the 1840 presidential election. He lost to William Henry Harrison. I died in 30 days. And <laughs> but the OK managed to live on. Uh as exactly the meaning that we use it for today. Like, okay, that's great. And it's actually evolved. I think they meant it much more um, enthusiastically. Like, he is okay. Right. But the linguist, uh, well, I guess he's the late linguist, Alan Metcalf. I think he really did a great job at getting to the heart of what okay does now. We don't, we can use it enthusiastically. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we do that, we're using it actually sarcastically. Mm-hmm. Um, or telling somebody to get off our back. But more often than not, as Metcalf pointed out, it's neutral. Right. And he really got to it when he, he kind of, I should say, he nailed it on the head when he when he identified it as neutral, right? Yeah, but an affirmative neutral. So it's an affirmative, it, it affirms, uh, it's a reply that affirms something, but not in with any kind of enthusiasm. Right. So he was saying like... It filled a void. Yeah. And avoid that we didn't even know we need it because you could do the same thing. You could affirm something in the positive with yes, good, fine, excellent, mm-hmm. all right. Meh, wasn't around yet, I guess. <laughs> but all of those say not only yes, I'm affirming this, but yes, I say I think this is actually like a good thing or a positive thing. It has some veneer to it. Okay is basically just like copy. I got it. I know what you're saying. Yes, go ahead and do that. I'm not saying I think what you're doing is great, but if you're asking me for permission, I just gave you permission with just okay. And that's just one use of it as being neutral. But I think that's a that's a great – I think that was a lot of great insight he had. No, totally. Um, if you're wondering about okay, A-Y, lowercase, uh, there are different rules. Um, okay, A-Y came after um, O dot, K dot. Uh, but if you're a writer, they you know writers use things called style guides. If you write for newspapers or like when we used to write for HowStuffWorks.com, mm-hmm. we – what did we use? Do you remember? AP. We used AP. So AP uses uh, uppercase OK, no periods. Uh, the Chicago Manual of Style, which is another popular one, uses both. Um, they usually capitalize OK, uh, and periods are not necessary but acceptable – uh, Grammarly, for their part, says uh, OK when you, you know, uppercase O, 
OK for the beginning of a sentence, but lowercase OK, A-Y, otherwise. Uh, and if you're wondering overall, they found that um, uppercase OK is used about a third of the time in edited writing and OK, A-Y about two thirds of the time, which surprised me because I never, ever write or type out OK, A-Y. Oh, I, I do. That's what I use the most. Oh, I capital OK for me, baby. It's, it seems aggressive to me. <laughs> so I tend to shy away from that. Well, yeah, because now that capitals have taken on uh, a meaning of like you're yelling at someone. Exactly. They're hostile. So a little lowercase OK and that A-Y just adds a little extra like hug onto the end of it. I like it. <laughs> All right. I'll, uh, I'll consider it. Uh, what I want to know is how many people are going to write in about your entomology joke. Oh, okay. I don't know. A few, probably. A few, yeah, we'll far see. less now, though. <laughs> Someone just stopped typing. They're like, oh. <laughs> uh, well, since Chuck just referenced somebody stopped typing, obviously short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.